Hello, dear HIC family, and welcome back to our hotel cast, the hospitality audio experience. Previous episode, the city hotel of the future, and now we're talking about the meeting room of the future. Coincidence? Well, we'll never know. Today's episode is not only for our mice nerds out there, but for everyone who is even slightly involved with having meetings as their daily business. Fun fact, there are a lot of them. Live from our Coco Coco in Cologne, our hospitality tech experts get together and talk about the increasing demand of new types of meeting rooms as a workspace or for events. They discuss the main challenges that come with this demand and how companies cope with it and come up with new solutions that are here to stay. Future, here we come. Dear Anna, Sabine, Lina and Wilco, have fun with our host Daniel on our Coco Coco main stage powered by Duetto. So, this panel derives from a conversation I had with Anna, the ultimate meeting room expert <laughs> and she just told me like don't ask me anything <laughs> no i won't no i will um, because we had a very long we are both not the experts okay but we had a very long discussion maybe four weeks ago five weeks ago about what are all these hotels doing with all those rooms with all these conference rooms with all these meeting rooms with well basically i don't know 20 25 you know the numbers better than i know um, What are all the hotels doing with all these huge rooms that they invested millions in, right? And is this going to last? Is this, is this just disappearing? Is this just nonsense? Do we all need to convert it into apartments or into hospitals? I don't know. So let's try, uh, try to find out. We have 30 minutes to give the answer to the audience. I doubt we will find it. What's that? 16.57? We have more time. Um, so. Let's, let's dive straight into it, because Linda, my dear friend, is motivated. But before we do that, obviously, we start with a quick introduction round. So 30 seconds each, starting with Sabine. Yes, hello. So uh, my name is Sabine Reise. I'm heading the subsidiary of All Seated for Europe. And uh, All Seated is a supplier for virtual, and, uh, virtual floor planning. And we're really um, bringing a new aspect to the future meeting space, because we're building digital twins of of uh, meeting spaces. And actually the host of our networking lounge today, Linda. Yes, exactly, sorry, forgot. <laughs> uh, my name is Linda Wallner. I am Vice President of Business Development at Protel Hotel Software. Uh, we do property management system, including the management of meeting rooms and banquet spaces and so on. Anna. And my name is Anna. Uh, I'm the Managing Director of HSMA, which is the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association. In my role, um, I, I organize events, and in my former role, um, I, I was uh, at the Upstalsboom Hotels as a revenue and uh, mice manager. You see, you're the expert. You know yeah, a lot course, more than I do. Of course I am, totally. <laughs> Wilko. Yeah, my name is uh, Wilko. I'm still a consultant, um, and we are usually the bad guy on the scene because many people are coming and say, oh, let's convert meeting rooms into co-working spaces all over the country. And um, we often run the numbers and the projections against it, and we say, uh, no, don't. Uh, so uh, I'm probably the most boring guy on that panel, but uh, happy to be here. No, that's me. That's my role. <laughs> so Linda, what shall we do with all those rooms? <laughs> well, I think um, 
this is a big discussion point for everybody in the industry now, what to do with these spaces. And when we talked on the pre-call, uh, we all agreed, I think, that there is no question that we want people, humans, we want to come together again. Uh, COVID is, let's say, over. Is it over? Of course, it's not over, but business is still it's coming back. And I think, Sabine, we discussed especially about what we call social events, weddings, bar mitzvahs, etc. It's going to return. We want to be with our, with our fellow humans. And I think the best example is, is here, and for those who were at the party last night, uh, we are delighted to spend time together. I don't know, Sabine, if you want to add yeah, to that. Yeah, sure. So I think that's, um, I heard it from... The, um, from a lot of discussions around this whole topic, it's the uh, the campfire gain, gene that we are having all inside of us. So we we want to meet, we need to meet. Uh, things happen between people uh, that that are meeting. Um, so that's a that's a whole thing that we want to keep. But for us, really, um, we see the future in a hybrid. Um, so we see it um, digitization. We've all experienced it, um, the digital part, digital events, and we see that it's um, that it's here to stay, and that um, both ways, live and virtual, need to be connected, and that hotels, venues, conference centers, they need to they need to grow into this. Um, whole new mindset that you need to um, be not only a supplier of rooms but also be an expert in, in digitization. So it's a whole shift of know-how and, uh, and the rooms maybe even creating new revenue streams, putting the the, um, the uh, putting the, the, the digital twin on the on the on the on the spot, so so that you can actually have um, move everything that you're generating, or on top of of what you're generating, you can move that to the um, to the digital twin of the um, of the uh, of the venue or of the meeting room, and in, in once you do that, you have an an extra revenue stream, or you get more security uh, into the booking process again. Vilko, um, well, I'm your stalker, I'll be honest. <laughs> and uh, so I see you traveling a lot. I see you attending basically every single event that happens. Uh, last night, Berlin, a few weeks ago in Zurich, uh, HSMA, obviously, he was there. Well, something happens in Germany, Vilko's there. Um, October guest, guest line last week, was last week. So, you are one of the most traveled people in the last four weeks in my network, in my bubble. Um, how do you experience these things? Is it all coming back already? Is it hybrid in the small ones as well? Are things different to the past? Well, it's actually it's quite interesting. First of all, thank you very much for the flattering comments. Um, the, the interesting thing is like when it started to come back, uh, let's say beginning of September, the first few events, like the one we had in Switzerland, everybody was so excited. It was one of the first events where we had the certification instead of the masks. You could hug, you could get a little bit closer. And everybody was like, wow, events are back. The second event comes, ah, wow, events are back. Now, everybody was panicking about some, not called it, I don't want to call it lockdown, but some event that prevents meetings from happening from November onwards. So everybody was squeezing all of these events into September and October, or at least it felt like that. So there, was an, there were multiple events every day. And now, all of a sudden, there's a certain saturation with the people. So they were like, yeah, it's so nice to meet again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think uh, we're overcompensating a little bit, the lockdown. And it will, 
it will level down to something which is more normal. But one of the things which is really striking, looking at all of these events, um, I think I perceive two things that are happening. Number one, the cost for technology, for the streaming, for the hybrid events is huge. And there are big setups. I mean, I'm totally impressed with all the, the, the items are there. I mean, I would love to push a couple of buttons and see what happens. But um, <laughs> Don't. Uh, when, I, when I met HSMI and Anna, they had like 15 computers in parallel when we did the event in Switzerland. We did not stream. We had 12. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And that's a cost element as well. Yeah. The second thing is we need more space. So for the same amount of participants, we need much more space um, in order to fulfill all the security regulations. And um, we are not necessarily prepared to pay for the extra space, or the guests are not paid to be charged extra for all the technology. So there is quite a bit of pressure on the margin. And what worries me a little bit about it, and then I'm finished with a long answer, is um, if we look into the asset management side, we calculate revenue per square meters. And if all of a sudden, my revenue per available square meter goes down. I'm actually, if I sell it, devaluating the asset. If I'm devaluating the asset, I've got a problem with the bank. So in some of those cases, I don't know, I'm not really sure whether it's sustainable to do all of this, um, because we still have to maintain the value or the, 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 uh, the commercial value of that building. Otherwise, we're going down. And, and so I'm, I'm totally counting on what you said, Linda. Social events, family events, because we cannot prevent them from happening. We have so many babies after the lockdown, they need to be baptized and bar mitzvahed and whatever. And the, the, the other thing is, um, I think we're also getting bad as soon as we get the vaccination ratio into trade shows and business events again, because they have been, I mean, if you look at the on-the-book situation with all the delayed meetings right now, there's quite a big wave still ahead of us. And then it's going to level down. Uh, what's worrying me most is Expo Real last, uh, this week, where they said, like, yeah, um, die befürchtete Investorenflaute ist nicht eingetreten. So uh, people are still totally keen on building conference centers and hotels. And we feel like we have enough space. Oh, yeah. And we get more. So that's a bit the worrying side. Sorry, that was a super long answer. I see the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. the panel is over. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anna. You're covered. <laughs> Great answer, Anna. No, no, no. But Anna, you, you organized one of the biggest events in our um, industry in this area uh, a few weeks back in uh, Dusseldorf, in the city we are not supposed to travel, but we still do, coming from Cologne. Um, what's the feedback from your conference and what's as well for you personally, uh, when you look at the conference, when you look at the event, what's different compared to the past? And then we look into the new things. <laughs> it's a little bit hard uh, for me to, to show the difference because it was my first, but, uh, but my second event, but uh, both of them were hybrid. So last year we did this as well. Mm. But there was a change from last year to this year because last year we had the same event with 100 people and around 200 people in the live stream, so mm. at the hybrid event. And this year it changed. We had 200 people on site in Düsseldorf and only 100 around uh, in, the, in the live stream. So what we knew is all the people want to come back, they want to network, they want to be together, and this was a feedback. They loved to be together, mm -hmm. and that was Wilco said. Um, the people just, they want to talk, they want to chat, and, and yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling to see this for our industry. Yeah. 
I was totally, it was my first networking get-together at your place, actually. So I was invited over on the Sunday evening, and it was so nice to see those people last night as well, obviously, with all you, of you guys. So that's kind of a, a change in my mindset already and opens me up more to, to new events as well. Uh, Linda, when we had that pre-panel call, uh, you mentioned you traveled to London, if I remember it correctly, and spoke about hot desks. Do you remember? No? <laughs> That's great. Good intro, Daniel. Um, what could be a conversion way, before we go into things digital, what could be a conversion way if you have so many rooms and, and you have an occupancy of 5%, 10%, 20%, 25% compared to the past, what could be first layers that you see in the industry with customers from you guys as well or where you travel? What could be first ideas on how to convert them so your offering shrinks a little bit and then you don't get into these bank prom uh, problems that Wilco mentioned anymore. <clears throat> so from, from uh, our perspective, I, I do agree with what you said about the cost factor. The co-working space has been on the table even before COVID, right? Mm. Um, and, and it is, you know, questionable. And lots of hotels have introduced that they're selling the hotel rooms where you can come and work. But that's more like having some peace for a few hours away from your dog or whatever it is that disturbs you from working. I think uh, it's very important from the, uh, the, the ground level to uh, uptake your meeting rooms. So today, people are even attending funerals online, right? Yeah. So for these weddings or, or social events, I think it's a given that, that it has to happen. If it doesn't have to be so sophisticated as here, I mean, for example, Zoom has introduced a concept for hospitality. I'm sure that they are able to, uh, without knowing too much, I imagine the intention of them is to go into and offer great deals for hotels and hospitality. And I think here, I'm sure there is an out-of-the-box solution that could help hotels in a reasonable way to, to, uh, to improve the technical capabilities. And here, I, it could be just about a regular little meeting, right? So maybe I have... My, my office in, in, in uh, whatever, London and in Berlin, and I just want to have a good experience. And I don't have the facilities in my own office and, and hangout just doesn't cut it, for example. Maybe I want to, you know, arrange a dinner or some kind of social interaction that requires a bit more. And I think investing that level of technology, because nobody needs, you know, we, projectors is, is kind of over for a long time. And, and uh, having, uh, I, I would dare claim that a lot of hotels, their meeting rooms are, are really dusty when it comes to technology. And the investment doesn't have to be that great. Uh, the, I, I think we discussed also yeah. like identifying where you want to go with your meeting business, yeah. uh, especially if you have just like two or five meeting rooms. What's your what's your offer? What's your value? Are you going to be into weddings? Then get good at that. Are you going to you know be the best in one offering professional meetings that portrays your company well, or as you said for these bigger resorts, right? Then. Yeah, or uh, I mean, it's all about strategy that you're building, right? So it might be that you're a small hotel somewhere in the woods, and then then you're all about analog. You're all about meeting, uh, you meeting in person with small groups, um, having seminars, and really um, developing stuff within the small groups. So that's that could be a whole concept of drawing people to this space in the woods somewhere. I'm just ex you know, wherever it is, but um, that that that's all about a concept. And then on the other hand. The same hotel in the woods could um, extend their 
possibilities and opportunities um, by uh, using their spaces and like maybe extending it with uh, virtual rooms, virtual spaces, to be able to sell more space and then have it on their side. And it doesn't always need to be, hybrid doesn't always need to be very, um, very expensive from my perspective. So we've had produced uh, many uh, events where you would just set up a small camera, have your uh, laptop, and then you'll be uh, involved in, in, in our platform. So it doesn't always have to, to be that, that uh, expensive. Um, it's, really, it's really what you want to, the strategy that you want to create for the, for, the, for the hotel. What I totally love about the, um, the digitalization and digital twin of the event rooms uh, is that actually all the revenue I do there, I can kind of bring that back into meeting and event revenues. And it helps me even with the banking situation because it, I don't need additional square meters, but actually I'm charging for a space which is just somewhere in the cloud. Exactly. That's you can, perfect. you can, yeah, it is extending your possibilities. It is also giving back security to, to the booking process, as I said. And um, uh, um, it is also something where you can even go so far and create, a, go into community building with the customer where you say, okay, now you do once a year, you do um, this huge event with us. What happens the rest of the year? Can we go in and out into the space? Can we rent this virtual space for a branded world that we use all the time? So there's so many more possibilities for the, from, the virtual, from the virtual aspect. If I can just add to that from a, a PMS perspective, I think it's really important that hoteliers also demand of their PMS vendor, whoever it might be, that this integration works seamlessly. Because when the experience of buying is, is fantastic and, and digital, we, the hotels have to actually deliver on yeah. this too. So if you think about the banquet event order and all those little details required to execute the delivery, that needs to flow seamlessly whether whatever is being delivered is analog or digital. Yeah. So when I send out the BEO, it is, you know, I need 25 coffee breaks, I need asparagus soup, and I need this uh, whatever Zoom with these many attendees or, or, or whatever it might be that I require. Yeah. But, but the, what, if, the, what, if I may jump in as your host. Okay. <laughs> you have more questions? <laughs> I have more questions. <laughs> we prepared more. <laughs> no, basically, okay, lots of ideas, lots of stuff to do, lots of stuff to consider. When, when I'm sitting on those rooms and I'm still like, okay, but right now I'm not up to change, right? What is still perspective? What is still stuff that I can do right now with these... 25% of pickup in the city, what can, <laughs> you're looking at Sabine, <laughs> I'm Sabine looking at Sabine can, as well. Sabine, you can what, do what, it. What's the kind of stuff you can do right now to be faster and more effective than your peers in the market? How can I get the majority of that pickup, of that demand from the market um, using technology? Sabine, <laughs> and then we'll go. Yes, um, like, I, like I said before, so we're bringing a new aspect into the market with the gamer technology where you are really creating the whole venue like it is in a digital twin and you are um, selling as a venue or as a hotel, you're selling your spaces in the digital um, opportunity as well. And um, not just that, but you're selling it with it. You have always a virtual site in inspection, even if you're selling virtual events inside of the space. It is uh, part of it is that you're inside a space and, and look around and then you experience the space and 
that's doing something with you. So what what I really we really are um, about sustainability, um, taking the a 360 360 view on the uh, on the hotel. Um, trying to get them in the, have them in the game, you know, rather than versus um, just having a broadcasting studio that you have there and then um, just rent this out. So you're part of the, the, the revenue stream then. So that's a really interesting point. And I want to add to this as we've all been traveling to any, uh, all kinds of events, because we love events, obviously. That's our business. Um, what I experience is... Um, I, I love to go to the first um, to the first events, but then I realize, okay, now this event, traveling seven hours on a train, changing trains and, and not being able to work, all this time that was bound to this process of traveling, that's not efficient. So I think the, 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 the currency that we're looking at that is really, um, uh, um, really the, the game changer here is, is time. So we, we want to be more time efficient and we can be much more time efficient if we use digital tools. Anna? I, just, I just have a question I ask myself. Um, is it the same demand we are talking about? Just to come back to the demand first because um, on the one hand we have the people that want to do a digital event which was last year of course it was very much demand on this market um, and the other ones they are want to have a live event or a hybrid event. The ones when are having um, a digital event, they don't come to a hotel asking the hotel or requesting the hotel, hey, can I use your virtual venue? So they are coming to you, right? And that's, requesting that's you. That's right. I could, I could steal away <laughs> their business. That's what you mean, probably. But no, um, we're, this is what I mean with um, 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 integrating uh, venues and hotels into the process because we see that the demand mainly is live. And then the live event um, sometimes can't take place. The corporates have new policies that they are not supposed to travel. So it is an, a more of a demand of, of a hybrid. And then you're able to, 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 be, um, to adapt to this demand that is hybrid. And then you can, you can um, also offer a digital part of it. Okay, see that. Um, so a hotel is well prepared when they have a digital twin, for example. Yeah. But um, is it necessary to have this digital twin? You could say, yeah, in, 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 from our perspective, uh, yes, because it, it's, a, it's an, another atmosphere. It does something with you because you are uh, in, an, in, a, in an atmosphere that is same as the live peers, the live attendees, you know? So it makes a difference to be connecting in this 3D world that you might be used to because you've had for 10 years in the same space, you've had, you had your original event, your live event, but now you're joining from South America uh, in a digital one. I see. I, I'm just asking myself again, um, when, I, when I have a digital twin of my hotel and um, I'm just looking to hotels which are, how to say that, um, the interior design is not that <laughs> <laughs> state Posh. of the art, then maybe some other virtual venues, like we, we did it, so we had this, this live event at the Maritime Hotel, and I don't want to have the digital twin of the Maritime Hotel, so we went to Hotel Nico San Francisco or something, because mm. it was a nice view, because we had the skyline of on New York, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, so it's I completely different. But, but I think, um, to, be, um, to be honest, I think this is not the customer that we're talking about because okay. someone with an old interior design is probably not the one we're talking about right okay. now. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. Probably not. Let's be realistic about many so-called meeting rooms 
we have a lot of shit at the market, <laughs> and it's a good thing that the lack of demand will take a lot of this creepy, crappy products off the market. That's a good thing to happen. And then we have a lot of locations like, like this one, or specialized locations, modern conference centers. Um, I'm also sitting on the board of one of Switzerland's biggest conference centers, and they are really good, but they are too good for stupid meetings. So if you just have like a quarterly sales meeting where one mm. people uh, where one person is boringly uh, reporting numbers that you could share in an Excel or online or somehow, these kind of meetings are the meetings that nobody needs anymore in presence. That's a waste of time and that's an improvement to efficiency. And then there are these exciting conferences where something happens. And since we talked about it, I thought like, okay, what can I bring to the table in order not to be just boring? One of the best meeting rooms, and we can see it right here, the favorite meeting room of many of the guys I see here, and you see some currywurst on my shirt, is the kitchen. Um, and like in every party, the cool kids always mingle in the kitchen, uh, not to clean up during the party. So. Why not have a kitchen-style meeting room? We have um, one, one hotel, it's called Atelier Küche, and it's a, like a big live cooking thing where up to 20 people can prepare meals. You have some chefs, you prepare the meals together, it's like a kitchen party, so it's a better, more professional version of Steigenberger at the ETB, yeah. a little bit smaller, and it's really exciting, and people love this meeting room. Uh, on the other side of the street, there's an old, I don't want to mention the brand, boring, useless hotel, and they have two meeting rooms for up to 30 people with no daylight. If they go out of the market, I have absolutely zero sympathy. I'm not crying a single tear. But what, if you want to do something, don't do a co-working space. We have far too much co-working. Uh, do something like a kitchen meeting room. That would be cool. Or do a jungle room. Do some Google-style meeting rooms. Put coffee machines like the good barista ones into the meeting rooms with self-service. I mean, we had... Uh, we, have, we had one project where the question was like, we don't have enough chefs at the moment to prepare the eggs fresh, live cooking for the guests. So the life hack was so simple, I was really laughing. There was a pole, there was a basket of eggs, and there were a few things like salt and pepper. And then people could just go there, take a pole, prepare their, I don't know, fried egg, put it to the table, and you know what? The guests did not complain that there was no chef standing anymore. The guests were like, oh my god, this is so cool, I can do my own. Uh, it's do something different. And, and, and this mainstream Me Too kind of products, a uh, lot of US brands or French brands, uh, pff, nobody will miss them. Okay, I'm trying to figure out which brands you refer to, but I, I think like I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, one thing we emphasized in the pre-panel call as well was um, maybe use technology, right? So part of that is obviously all seated and all that. We had a call as well with Niels from Sendine, who cannot, uh, could not make it today. And I think to be really grasp that little demand that is still there and be more innovative in that context in your offering than your peers, use technology to be faster. Because we all remember those calls saying, hey, I need a proposal for 80 people in this and that setup. And then you get a proposal like four days later for twice the price of what you have discussed. So that's maybe not the right time to do that anymore. Um, so use technology which is out there, which is re reachable and which is fast, where you can configure the things on the fly, where you can show around like we've all seated, where you can show around people in the real rooms 
and actually do the setting on the fly, as Ferrari just showed on the yeah. other stage. So there's so much innovation happening in that space as well. Then obviously we have the examples, be innovative, renovate maybe, change the model, change oh, it in the hot desk. Do it no, together. don't say anything, you said enough already. Um, because we're over time, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so there's so much stuff that you can innovate. Um, we called it the meeting room of the future, so it should not be the meeting room of the pre-pandemic times, right? Um, because people, as Wilco just said, people will not come back. If you think, last question to all of you guys, and we can go over time, that's totally fine, because Alex is fine with me. Hi, Alex. Um, last question. What is the best meeting room each of you has ever seen and why? And you just started with the kitchen. Maybe there's another example, so I'll start with Sabine. Oh, I, I had the honor to immediately have an answer, because I had the honor to be in a um, freshly renovated stadium of Ajax Amsterdam mm. two weeks ago, and they had this awesome new room, uh, all including all kinds of digitization widgets that you could think of, anything that you need inside of this. And then, uh, but having um, this environment of a, a, a like cozy environment, but also very digitized. So that was very impressive. And this in the combination of a stadium where you, you know, in a complete different context, but you felt so, uh, um, you felt so cozy and so welcomed in this, mm. in this smaller area. So I really love that one. Linda. So I want to uh, agree uh, with you. I think kitchens is really, it's where, where it, the stuff happens, right? But because you're going to mention uh, physical rooms, I'm going to mention a digital room, uh, which was new. Because I think meeting rooms that are... are we switched, are, we switched, <laughs> yeah, we switched, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, me, uh, meeting spaces like this, where you have you know, a, sp a place to, to be with each other, where everything works, it's what we need. But. I had an experience, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was called spatial chat or something like this. It was something that we were using to have a party. We joined a party on this uh, platform. And it wasn't a, a Zoom, you know? It was, I was there, I think it, it's similar to, to what you guys do, right? And I was there and I could move between the rooms, I could get closer to the others, I could, I felt really like I was hanging out. We could put different music in the different rooms, these digital rooms. And, you know, talking about cost, that, that stuff was free, right? For It was limited, of course, but for, for private use, it was free. And it, wasn't, it was very affordable also when we bought it for, for um, business purposes. And, and that really impressed me because I was very, very sick of, you know, Zoom and, and Hangouts yeah. or whatever, very tired of this. And I wanted to be with my team. I wanted us to connect after being away for so, much, uh, for so long. So this tool really gave everybody a new energy. And I, and I think we should not underestimate the value of this. Yeah, you can experience that because we have the networking zone and you can go inside <laughs> and have a, a view over, I don't know what it is, Hamburg, I think, we created. So it's the same space. So I'm still thinking about it, um, but if I have to choose one, um, it's the uh, Da Vinci at the Hotel Nico Düsseldorf, which is a 400 square meter ballroom. Um, fun fact, it's, it has no daylight, so Phil was talking about this Lichtdurchflutet thing. No, Lichtdurchflutet, no, nothing. Um, but I think why I love it, it's an octaeder, it has a kind of a, cu a cupola. Um, and I had the greatest content there because we had several funny carnival parties and so on there. And I just like this room because of the content, I think. Okay. 
Fair enough. Vico? Well, since we are in Cologne, forget about the idea of having a kitchen. Do a Cologne bar pub style where you can pull your own beer and where you can just put the people and say like for meetings after four o'clock, like the tap is open and just serve yourself. I'm pretty sure we would get to much better sales meetings if we do it like that. He said after 4 p.m. and beer. That's, that's all I understood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're getting there, we're getting there. So uh, maybe as a, as a highlight for me currently, we just bought this little table tennis, as you have seen. The people have been on our party last night. You didn't, Wilco. Um, it's a highlight. It's a connecting point. Try to be innovative. Try to have something that connects people and that triggers people to stay longer. All right. So we are eight minutes overdue, which was intended, because I had to close a gap of 10 minutes. <laughs> So that's totally fine. Um, thank you so much to the panel. Thank you for the panel for the meeting room of the future. I hope we could give a glimpse into what you should be considering and, and, and doing in the near future as a hotel. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.